Welcome to the Thought Leadership Project, a podcast by Jay Harrington and Tom Nixon, exploring how lawyers can turn expertise into thought leadership and thought leadership into new business. Welcome back, Jay, to another episode of the Thought Leadership Project. How you doing? Good, Tom. How are you doing? Good. We've uh, marked the unofficial beginning of summer, so things are looking up around here. Yeah, this will this will be dropping uh, the day after the Memorial Day weekend. So I know we're we're recording on a Friday. So looking forward to a long weekend. That's right. Yep. Well, I got an overrated, underrated for you to kick us off. And it actually harkens back to one of the very first overrated, underrated that we ever did, which was you asked me to sort of make a predictive underrated, overrated assessment on Clubhouse. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And I had never been on it yet. Well, I had kind of dabbled in it. But since then, you and I have both become at least a little more active. In um, There's a regularly scheduled LinkedIn for Lawyers room mm-hmm. that you moderate. And so I, my question to you is, now that you've been on it more than once, what is your personal assessment of Clubhouse? Is it overrated or underrated? Because it's certainly getting a ton of hype. Yeah. Um, well, I, I like our our little room that we've been doing. I mean, it's been a good discussion. Um, you know, we haven't had, a tr- you know, it's not one of those rooms that there's hundreds of people in. It's a more intimate discussion. I think everyone ha- has the opportunity to have their voice heard and and speak up when they want to. So I think in that sense, um, my experience has been, uh, you know, I guess a, a good one so far on Clubhouse. Now, I, I think my overall impression though, maybe uh, to answer the question directly would be a little overrated at this point, Clubhouse hmm. in general. Um, I guess, I, you know, in preparation for getting ready to moderate a room with a few other people. You know, I spent more time on the platform, just sort of in listening mode. Um, and, you know, I guess so much of the content there, and there just seems to be a lot of pitching of services. Ugh. And, and um, you know, I don't know. I just, I just haven't had a great impression. I, I, you know, the more I'm on it, the more I see it as, um, I don't see where the ultimate end game is with that platform because I, I like the notion that it's an opportunity to have conversations, but then I see what where most people are in rooms, again, with hundreds, if not thousands of people, and it's just mostly the moderators droning on and on, um, mm-hmm. oftentimes talking about themselves. Uh, so, <laughs> so that turns me off a little bit, um, but I, we'll see. I don't know. I also think probably, ultimately, if you were to ask me that, 12 months from now, um, given the fact that so many other platforms are rolling out similar, uh, you know, audio components, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and others, uh, it's hard to see Clubhouse really having a moat, you know, that they can protect um, against these platforms that have just so much of a larger audience to begin with. I don't see the value proposition that would prevent people from just staying on LinkedIn to do something similar or Twitter or whatever the case might be um, when, you know, they're already there for, for other purposes and there's a much bigger audience. So I don't know, that's my impression. I'm enjoying, you know, doing what I've been doing on, on Clubhouse, but I don't know if, I don't know if, you know, I'll be spending much time there beyond that, um, I guess. So overrated. Right. Okay. Oh, overrated. Okay. Well, 
interestingly enough, because I started as overrated and my prediction, if you recall, was exactly what you think the end game is going to be now, which is I think there is no moat. So eventually these other social media will figure out a way to integrate audio. You know, it's funny. The the Starkey side of me said, congratulations, you've invented the conference call. Right. (laughs) Right. It's like, so um, it's interesting that now we're going on to a conference call and it's obviously it's more than that, but um, not a ton more. So I I was saying it was overrated. I thought it would either get absorbed in the way that say Periscope got absorbed or that these other social media, were just going to figure out a way to like go live, right. Do live Mm -hmm. video and integrate it. And so similar thing here with clubhouse, they'll just figure out a way to integrate the platform, not the specific platform, but one like it. So that was me then. So interestingly enough, I've come around the other way hmm. because my first foray into it was what you described earlier, which was I, you know, I poke my head into a room and there's either one person droning on to a hundred or there's a hundred people trying to talk over each other. Some of it pitching their wares or whatever. So I was like, eh, I don't know if this is going to be for me, but the LinkedIn for lawyers room intrigued me. And it's exactly what you said. It's a smaller group. It's more intimate. It's, I would say it's more polite and more professional, which you might expect from a room full of attorneys, you know, there's people waiting their turn to even be called upon to talk and uh, your co-moderator and you do a good job of trying to go around the room and ask for input. So an introvert like me will always wait to get called upon. So that particular room leads me to think Clubhouse, I had underrated Clubhouse because I think that particular room is going to be interesting to join. But overarchingly i would say i'm probably where you at is or where you're at whereas a year from now it'll be interesting to see if clubhouse is still a thing yeah just don't don't know yeah well i i did see um which was interesting and i guess probably expected but they did i think it was recently they rolled out a, a way to monetize um so you can now as a if you're hosting a room, ask people to contribute uh, monetarily uh, to you. So that we'll see how that goes. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's going to be a good thing or bad thing for the platform, but but we will see. And then Clubhouse would get a cut of that? I would imagine, I, I guess yeah. so. I didn't look into it. I just saw you can set up now to ask your or or allow your listeners or participants to contribute to you as a as a content creator, I guess. So, so we'll so- see. That snarky side of me would say, okay, now you've invented the conference call with Patreon. Right. But exactly. the snarky side is not here today. So let's get, um, <laughs> if let's, get on, yeah. let's get on to today's topic because I think it's relevant where, you know, people get intrigued by the flavor of the month or some hot new platform and they feel like they got to be on there. Um, and they at least will try it. And, um, you know, it's interesting. It's over the years we've added so much to the marketing stack, as they call it. In that you're in danger. If you've never taken anything away, now you've got just too much to handle, to curate, to monitor. And you wrote something interesting for the Harrington Simply Stated blog that really resonated with me because it was a topic I was already kind of writing on. And so it was interesting, like we were tracking together and we didn't even know it. And the, the topic of the article, the headline was, you don't need to be on more than one social media platform, which sounds like on the one hand, it's a little bit contrarian maybe to what most people think. But on the other hand, what I'm hoping the takeaway is that it's comforting to somebody who is looking at all this stuff, maybe clubhouse and Twitter and Instagram and whatever, TikTok even. And they're like, I can't do all this. There's no way I could do all this. Or somebody says, I'm going to try to do all of this. And then they do all of it 5% 
And so they get nothing out of it. So could you maybe just frame for me and for our listeners, what inspired you to write that article? Was it what I was describing? Is it just too much too often for too little time? Or was there something else that, that inspired your, your writing? Yeah, it was just a matter of, you know, just dealing with clients who are, you know, confused or find it, the whole notion of marketing, especially digital marketing and social media to be um, too complex, too overwhelming. And I think it all stems from an understanding or a, or a misunderstanding in this case that, you know, you, you need to be everywhere, omnipresent. Um, you need to be on, if you're on any, you need to be on all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, and, and the, the argument for that, I think is, well, you know, if you're going to be, for example, using social media to position yourself as a thought leader, create and share content. Well, if, if the hard part is creating the content, then the easy part should be, you know, promoting and distributing that content across as many social media platforms as possible. Um, but, you know, what's, what I guess stop someone from making any, positive forward action in the first place is just that sense of overwhelm of like, okay, I get that, but it's just, you know, what do I need? Six logins and accounts and, um, and learn how to, even the mechanics of posting someone for many people is confusing, right? If they've never created and shared content before, what buttons do I push? Like, it's as simple as that. And you multiply Mm -hmm. that by five or six, well, then that overwhelm just really kicks in. Um, So, you know, the whole idea, there's Cal Newport has a term uh, in his new book that he, he's basically telling people to simplify their approach to, to almost everything, but he's talking about it in, in the digital domain in particular. And he says that, you know, we shouldn't use what he calls the any benefit approach to like making a decision as to whether to be on a platform or not. Like, there, yeah, there might be some incremental opportunity that you're missing out on by not being on, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and what, and Instagram, uh, as opposed to just being on one. But there's some cost associated with that approach. Every, you know, every, every time you spread yourself a little more thinly, and as what happens ultimately from that is, if you're trying to keep up with all of these platforms, you may stop participating on any of them. And that's, that's the wrong approach. So I think it, I think to answer your question, it's, it really comes from, you know, a sense of overwhelm that I'm, I'm getting from many clients because there's just such a plethora of options right now that it's hard to winnow down and understand what, where to spend one's time and attention. Yeah. It's more than just the time it takes you to duplicate a post, say on Facebook and then do it on LinkedIn. Yes. Incrementally, is that maybe another five minutes? But if it's six platforms, that's a half hour. And think about how much time you're spending now per week doing any sort of activity. But more than just the time it takes, I think it, it fractures your attention. And so it, it creates this anxiety that, oh, did I do this? Did I do that? Um, what have I left out? Do I need to go back and curate the conversation happening on Facebook? And meanwhile, somebody posted something on uh, as a comment on Instagram. I should go react to that. And like, and there's just becomes way too much for people. And so the expression that I've coined uh, that I'm writing about is right in lockstep with that, which is FOMO. And you know what FOMO stands for, right? Yep. Fear of marketing omission. Ah, okay. I like that. Yeah. So I think what it, what's driving this is people's fear that if I'm not everywhere that I, like you said earlier, I'm missing an opportunity. 
what, you know, how do I know that the next big deal isn't out there on Instagram? And if I'm not out there and I don't even put in the minimum effort to do Instagram and clubhouse and Twitter and Facebook and all of it, then the, I could be missing the next big deal. And so what they do is I think there's one of two things. I'm interested in your thoughts on this. There's two reactions to FOMO, fear of marketing omission. omission. One is, well, I'm going to try to do a little bit of everything just to kind of hedge, right? And at least I'll be everywhere just in case that big deal comes popping along. And at least, well, I've got a breadcrumb out there. They're going to find it. Um, I think that's the wrong approach. The flip side to the FOMO is a reaction that, well, it's all so overwhelming. I don't have time to do any of it. So, you know what? I built a decent business just with the Rolodex and a phone. I don't need to be on any social platforms or do any sort of digital marketing. And I'm just going to sit on the sidelines. I think that paralysis by analysis or just paralysis is not the recipe either because you are really missing some opportunities. So how do you align your whatever little time you have to spend on where you're going to get the most ROI in what you wrote in your article. And what I strongly advocate for is this pick one approach, which is you don't have to do all of them. You need to do one of them. Well, yeah, no, that's right. We're, we're both aligned on that um, because, you know, I find that many, um, well, a couple things. Well, one is there's, there's only so much time to spend on any form of marketing these days. Um, and, so you you need to you need to pick a platform, um, and that should be where your audience is, right? Where is your ideal client um, spending its time? Uh, if you can identify that, well, that's the platform you should be on. Um, so, in for many lawyers, that's LinkedIn, uh, especially if you have any sort of business practice. Um, but you, given that you only have maybe fifteen or thirty minutes a day spend it on one platform and develop a skill set on that platform mm -hmm. because each platform has its own, you know, kind of unique aspects to it, its own social norms, like it's the its own uh, preferences as it relates to certain types of content. Um, so it's not about, you know, just jumping in, sharing something and, and jumping onto the next platform. It's really about understanding how to make one platform work for you um, and really building that strong, network that you need because it's again it's not like to your point tom it's not about just kind of being everywhere doing a little bit here and there it's about investing in a platform where you're developing relationships that can ultimately lead to new business um and i i also related to this issue how i advise people to think about it is is thinking in terms and this relates to any form of marketing you're doing um, we oftentimes don't ever stop to think about like what are what is the end game here we're trying to to uh, to achieve, and 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 at some point you need to think about like what are the upper boundaries of my ambition. Like let's say your marketing works extremely well, like how much work can you actually take on? So this notion of spreading yourself across everything is a, is like it's almost like hiding from the decision of what's enough and where can I actually make an impact and, and develop business that is sufficient to meet my ultimate, you know, end goals and the way you're going to accomplish that. Cause there's on any one platform, there's more than enough opportunity to be had, right? Absolutely. Everywhere. It's, it's, you can, you almost anyone that I've ever spoken to, um, who's, you know, in professional services of any, any uh, form can do what they want to accomplish, what they say their goals are using one platform. 
And oftentimes those who actually achieve those goals, they are in fact on one platform and they're using it effectively as opposed to spreading themselves across all of them. Yeah. So mastery of one and not jack of all, right? Yeah. And the other thing, just to go back to your earlier point about focusing on one, and you said for lawyers, that's probably LinkedIn and professional services, it's probably LinkedIn. And so somebody might come to me and say, you know, if I ask the question, where's your target audience? Where do they spend their time? And hopefully the answer is LinkedIn, I'm guessing, but they might also come back and say, well, I know, you know, Joe's on Facebook and I've seen him on Instagram too. And I think he's got a Twitter account. Joe's like my ideal client, right? So he's on all of them. Don't I need to be on all of them? And the question I would pose back is what is Joe's purpose for being on each of those? Cause it's not all the same, right? I'll use myself as an example, not to speak for Joe, but I'm on Facebook to mingle with friends and family. Like I would at a backyard barbecue. I've used that analogy before. So I might want to see pictures of the kids. You know, I don't want to talk about work. I certainly don't want to be pitched that, you know, I don't want to talk business on Facebook. Um, I do that on LinkedIn, right? That's where I go to meet decision makers. That's where I go to find resources and information so I can make better informed decisions and just get smart on things. And then I might go to Twitter to follow celebrities and follow interests and just kind of lurk, right? So I'm not, even though I'm on all of those things, if you were to approach me with a, like a businessy type of proposition on Facebook, I'm going to skim right past it. Even if the exact same post lives on LinkedIn, because now I'm in an environment where now this makes sense to me because now I'm in the mind space where I want to consume thought leadership on LinkedIn. I don't want to do that frankly on Facebook because there I'm kind of kicking back and relaxing. So going back to giving yourself the permission to pick only one thing. Yes. Your audience might be at, they might be everywhere, but they're not everywhere doing everything. They're probably doing their kind of quote unquote business work on say LinkedIn. And that's where you, you want to meet them where they are mentally in just, you know, um, operationally. And that's again, the permission to say, okay, well, I don't need to interrupt Joe's backyard barbecue, but I do want to maybe meet him at a networking event, which is what LinkedIn is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, um, that's all consistent with, with my thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, I, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm really not on, I mean, I'm on other social platforms. I don't spend much time there. I certainly don't think about them from a business standpoint. So I'm with you on that. Um, and, you know, the, the thing about being on one platform versus many is it, it helps you accomplish the thing that uh, actually gives rise to the opportunities that you seek, which is the ability to be really top of mind and present in front of people uh, on a consistent basis. And, and if you are, um, if you're trying to be everywhere, you just won't, you, the cumulative effect across all platforms of your activity might be greater than what you would be doing on one, but that doesn't matter. You want to be more consistent on a more, uh, more robustly consistent, if that's, if that's a proper <laughs> term, um, with, on one platform so that people, you know, when they do have those opportunities, they're seeing you um, popping up every day in their feed in a way that they won't if you are trying to be everywhere. Um, one, I, I do find that one of the things that uh, leads people to try to be everywhere, and you can almost see it, is that they've, they've tried to outsource this activity too, Tom, right? Uh, mm. This is this is this is something where you know um, not to uh, not to disparage uh, you know anyone in the in the marketing industry, but I do find that one of the things that marketing agencies sell to lawyers and law firms is 
we'll manage your social media accounts and the more, the better. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're spending time posting on your behalf. Um, so when you're, which to me means that you're not anywhere really, right? Where right. social media is something that's very personal. It's very um, uh, interconnected in terms of being able to develop those relationships with other people. And that's just not something you can outsource. Um, so, you know, if, if someone sells you on the idea that they can, they can make you omnipresent across all platforms, that, that may be true in a sense, but it's not going to have the impact that you're looking for. At least that's what I think. I agree. And it's, I couldn't agree more, as a matter of fact, because I think those people look at these channels as broadcasting channels, one-way communication. I'm going to just get my content out into the world. I'll give you a real-world example of why this is a bad idea. So there was somebody who wanted to do business with my firm, and was we, we were in the courting process. He was courting our firm, and we connected on LinkedIn. And he posted something that was like the aha moment for me. And, and that's why I said, you know what? I got to hire this guy. And I commented on his post and I'm not going to use his name in case he's listening. So I'll just see Joe again. And it's not Joe. I said, Joe, you hit the nail on the head. We need to talk. What does your week look like next week? Never heard back. Hmm. Come to find out later, his daughter's doing his social media. Now, <laughs> Joe, quote unquote, Joe might know who I'm talking yeah. about. Now. <laughs> and I, I was like, I, when I found that out, I was like, Joe, 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 no, no. I was ready to hire you in the moment yeah. past. And, you know, we ended up working together after all, but I'm like, no, 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 you cannot outsource this to the intern, the daughter, the marketing agency, at least not what you and I are describing, which is being, again, omnipresent and active on a single platform. If the goal, going back to your point earlier, if the goal is to develop relationships and new business, then think about what you're handing off to this agency. That's like way too much. They're not even qualified to do it, to have those kinds of conversations. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so that's, yeah, that, that can be, that can be dangerous. Um, and, and I would, I would definitely, you know, say if, 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 if you can, you know, it's better that you spend 10 minutes a day doing this type of work than, you know, outsourcing it and being everywhere. Um, and, and, you know, you're having someone on your behalf sharing all kinds of content, um, you'll be more effective and you'll get a better result um, by just merely investing five to 10 minutes a day, as opposed to completely outsourcing your, your social media activity. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's what it really boils down to for me is, is like, you, you don't, you don't need to be everywhere. You, you can accomplish what you want to accomplish in terms of marketing and business development on one platform, as long as your ideal client is there. And if you spend a 10, 10 to 15 minutes a day on a consistent basis, I think you will achieve those goals because you'll, you'll learn by being in one place. Um, you'll be observing other people who, who are, you know, using the platform effectively. You'll learn as a result of that. You'll, you'll develop the skill set necessary to be effective and, you know, things will work. That flywheel effect will start kicking in for you. And think about yourself. If you're so busy that you can't possibly reasonably manage multiple platforms because it's just too much and it's too much little time. And like you said, you're you use the example of someone with 15 minutes of time a day to spend on this. If you can't be in all those places, do you think your target market or the person you're trying to establish a relationship is on all those places too? Like if, if there's a decision maker out there who spends equal amounts of time on LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, um, uh, Twitter, and Clubhouse, like I'll show you a unicorn because that person doesn't exist, right? So right. just give yourself confidence 
use this episode as a permission slip to stop trying to do everything and to just focus on the one thing that you need to do really well. And I think if you do that, it's going to take some of that FOMO anxiety away because you're not missing out on marketing opportunities and you're not just sitting there saying, Oh my God, it's overwhelming. I can't do it all. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I don't think I can add to that, Tom. That's a great, uh, I think that's a great way to wrap up today's episode. Good. Well, we should wrap by reminding people that if they haven't signed up to get on the mailing list for the thought leader collaborative, they should still do that. We're, opening to founding members in July. And will the best way to hear about that announcement and get access to the founding members goodies like discounts and other things that we're going to be throwing in is to get on that list. And of course the list is free and we will be sending out emails between now and then to update everyone. So you get all of that at thoughtleadercollaborative.com and we'll link to that in the show notes. So Jay, you off to go uh, visit Clubhouse? <laughs> not not today. I know. I didn't mean to trash Clubhouse, but uh, it's just simply an overrated uh, for, me, for, for me right now. But uh, but we'll, well see. In line with what we were talking about, you can't do that as well as you can do, you know, you can't do everything as well as you can do the one thing that you're good at, which for you is LinkedIn. So maybe yeah. I'll see you over there on LinkedIn. Yeah, you you definitely will see that. So, all right, Tom, we'll have a have a um, good Memorial Day weekend. I hope everyone did who will be listening. Had a good weekend. And uh, we'll see you next week for another episode. Thank you for listening to the Thought Leadership Project. For show notes, additional resources, and links to the tools discussed on today's episode, visit thethoughtleadershipproject.com.